0: Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Okay, so we're poolside in Scottsdale, Arizona for Dev Intersections. I'm here with Rich Desarigo, we have Andrew Connell and Mike Fitzmorris. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you very know, much. We've had Andrew on the show before, but just a, maybe a brief, brief introduction. First time, first time caller. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess full stack web developer focusing on Office 365 and Azure. There's a brief intro. Yeah,
0: Microsoft Cloud Show. Yeah, oh, yeah show, I have my own podcast. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So Mike, maybe you should introduce yourself for those that might, might not know who is Mike Fitzmorris is. Oh, well, I wouldn't expect them to necessarily. I'm Mike Fitzmorris. I'm uh, Nintex's
2: Vice President of Workflow Technology. That basically means I'm the subject matter expert on the topic of workflow and business process automation and all that for Nintex. Uh, I've been with them actually just celebrated my seventh anniversary Is with them. Is that right? Hey, cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Appreciate That's that. That's awesome. That's a long time. Uh, most people, if you don't know me for that, then you might know me from the fact that um, I've been with SharePoint since before it was called SharePoint. I was at Microsoft for 11 years, most of that time on SharePoint. I didn't invent SharePoint. but you could argue that maybe I invented SharePoint evangelism in the sense that somebody had to go first and it actually was me. Yeah. Once upon a time, I had to knock on each of you guys' doors getting you
0: to care about it. You remember that. <laughs>
2: I do remember I that. It was a long was a time, time ago. ago. I know. Was
0: it a familiar role in like marketing now, like technical product management? Or? Technical product
2: management uh, was familiar to groups like SQL Server and right. maybe even Exchange, but the SharePoint, SharePoint. Office in general had not, uh, what didn't really work with that uh, concept at all and SharePoint certainly So, like the, so well, I was the first. The likes first.
0: of Bill Baer and Mark Cashman and Joe guys, and those guys, and that's kind of yeah. That was yeah. Ryan
1: good. and...
0: Someone had to go first, it was yeah. me. Uh, no, I remember meeting you in Australia in 2006 yeah. maybe in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And he did a keynote with Angus Logan, who I've caught up with recently, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's in OneDrive now. Ah, and good. with the reorgs, we're kind of all getting yes, back, the right, gang's right. getting back together, right? Nice. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I distinctly remember the way you presented, and I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. Cool. And that was a long, long time ago. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it was interesting kind of keeping in contact with you, and then... With me joining our point, obviously we're at pretty much every show together during the conference tour. Very, very true. And another way people might know you is that you do happen to sometimes wear a kilt when you're yes. at conferences. Yes, yes, I do. So yeah, you're always like the best dressed guy at these conferences, and people are like, "Who's what's he doing?" <laughs> you're very kind. You're very, very kind. No kilt today, but you at
3: least
2: have pants. Like, there's yes, um, you're that's an odd
1: thing for you to be saying but sure yes
0: <laughs> I, that, that's so that's hey, that, that's my job looks, here you
1: know it looks <laughs> out for you richard because you're sitting directly across from him so it's good he's got pants on, on a kilt today so that's right, that's
0: right. <laughs> i've been sitting over there and, uh, that kilt
1: has a lot of pleats they're there for a reason <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I, will, I won't even i'm just gonna leave it there okay I mean, that's, when you, that's
2: when
3: you drink yes. so no, mike
2: I, are you so were you around like like site server or even before like before that I was involved with the Site Server team, but I actually came in through the Exchange Server group. I worked with them a lot on reference uh, applications to show people how to use their APIs. And remember, SharePoint was uh, a very holy alliance between the whole thing called the digital dashboard. The search elements out of site server and an attempt by the Exchange Server group to build a document management system on public folders. It's that third <laughs> part that I got involved in. Through. Oh, okay, um, and I was a virtual member of the team when I worked for Microsoft Consulting Services, and then they said. It's too expensive to keep retaining you on uh, uh, business investment funds. Just move up to Redmond and join the team. So we've That's kind of my story.
3: So we've kind of come full circle in a lot of the, you know, the workloads, like things with like groups where we're starting to yes. blend together SharePoint
2: again with Exchange pretty deeply. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's things are moving in cycles, and it's just. I could laugh if I
1: felt like laughing, but I actually think it it's the right thing. So I, I, don't want to laugh. I actually want to cheer. Well, I guess it's kind of nice too because you can make those integrations go, and not just say, we're going to ship something that's called Groups, well, but you, nice have, to be, you have to be, you have to be up to speed on the latest Exchange right. and the latest SharePoint to be able to do this. And yeah. here's how you come together. And In dah, fact, dah, dah, there so. are a lot
2: of companies that tried to create a package of services using different server products themselves. Yeah. Occasionally, when they're have got really good people behind it and very insightful planning and really good execution,
1: they've done it, but just, it's, but it, you know, are you took years, to... cost millions of lives. This is, well, now hold I was, I was going to just say that I think that we did that until you just said the last part there, but that's what we yeah. did back in SharePoint 2003, yeah. where we took, back in the, uh, what was it, the, uh it Project Jupiter, when you guys were going to take Commerce Server and uh, Content yeah. Management Server and SharePoint and put them together, yeah. and we were told not to do that, but I, when I first got into SharePoint, this is back in and. Two thousand three or something, where we took SharePoint and Content Management Server and put them together. SharePoint portals from two thousand three and CMS mm-hmm. two thousand two, and made what we have as kind of WCM today. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was crazy times back then. All right. Well, I'll, you helped me big time back then. Yeah, SharePoint has had
2: a long and, and varied past, but you know, I, I personally kind of want to talk about what's happening right now because yes, some of it, as you have mentioned, Richard, is a re- is a return to some of the ideas that we had way back then, but there are new things happening. The thing I really love about Office 365 is that it lets you focus on the services being provided instead of the servers providing them. So I don't see the word SharePoint anywhere in Office 365. I don't care. I see sites, I see Delve, I see a whole bunch of things it's great. I, I actually, as of just what a couple of weeks ago, I don't even see the word Outlook. I see Mail. Yeah. Uh, it, it basically, it's all about what it does for you.
3: It's a it bunch of com- like commodity services, like yeah. all brought together.
2: Wouldn't and, call them commodity. I would call them specific nuggets of value. That's not a highly technical term or anything like. That. Commodity so- makes it sound like anyone could do it.
1: I.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, yeah. individually they're amazing products, right? But it's the yeah. fact that now they're starting to all kind of integrate together and build this one overall system Yeah, structure. and
2: things like office groups where I create this one construct and it brings to bear a whole set of tools I need to get a particular right. type of thing done.
0: Yeah. And, and this echoes over and over again. Yeah, it was interesting. So Scott Hillier's been doing an all-day workshop on development, which I sat the first uh, half of the day in, and then. But what was interesting was uh, so one of them was a SharePoint guy. He was a SharePoint dev, and his comment was that he's realizing now that um, where he worked for the last few years he's made money out of being this SharePoint guy, is that now he's hearing from his customers that it's not SharePoint; it's Office three six five, and that SharePoint is a component of the overall building blocks of what you're doing as And and what I hope happens is that it's not about being a SharePoint guy or an
2: Office 365 guy, it's about being a collaboration guy or a knowledge management or knowledge discoverability guy. I look forward to the day when someone is thought of as a collaboration guy or a uh, project management guy or a search guy or a content uh, governance guy. In other words, again, look at the nuggets of value being offered by the stack. Pay a whole lot less attention to the tech itself in terms of, obviously, you have to pay attention to the tech itself in terms of being able to deliver it. But if your customers are noticing the tech, we've done something
0: wrong. So so the, the pie kind of went towards that route. Yeah. But then the pie ended up, everyone was just mapping it to technology like well, we don't have a pie. Of, yeah, the pie did,
2: never went away, though, Jeremy. The yeah, pie has just true. turned into a stack of tiles under the waffle. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I, that's so true. Yeah. I,
3: I think we're going to move to like subject matter experts that are like that, right? That are yes, collaboration people. Exactly. But, like, from a developer standpoint, someone wrote a blog this week that coined the term. Oh, I see himself. <laughs> yeah. Enterprise platform as a service, right? Red. Like I like that's perfect for it, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, like I've I've argued for a long time that like what we offer for developers in in Office 365 is a platform as a service. It's certainly a software as a service, but it's also a platform you can build on
2: a solution and platform.
3: Throwing the service. enterprise like keyword in front of that, right? That's a little bit different than just oh hey, I can build some websites here and like some mobile services and. Gets it a little bit more like concentrated on the organization, and and that's where I think like our technical side is going. Oh yeah. Right? Is you're going to have these niches of like collaboration experts that are like more on the SME side of like working with the business, but our developers have this kind of EPAS approach that they can take to things. EPAS. Hey, use it. That. Somebody
1: else said it. <laughs> yes, it works. It's working. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because it's like, as I'm hearing you what you were just saying, Mike. Like to me. The term SharePoint, the term Exchange, they used to be products, and to me mm-hmm. now, they're just marketing labels right, around a package of services. Mm-hmm. And when I look at something like Office 365, then yeah, as a, as a, if I'm a small business, mm-hmm. which I'm a small business, and I use Office 365 for my business, but I love it because I don't have to do anything to maintain it. You're it's right. just it's software as a service and so I get all the stuff that I really want to be able to do and stuff that I don't want to have to worry about and maintain and everything I get that okay. the The thing that Richard just said was talking about that, that blog post that I put up which I guess now this is the preview of the, the episode that we're going to have on our podcast mm-hmm. next time is all about this e thing mm-hmm. but is that, I mean, to me, from the developer's point of view, we always say that I wanna be able to build, like, I wanna build on top of SharePoint. I wanna use SharePoint as a dev platform. But to me now, the biggest takeaway I had from the last few weeks with Office, with uh, Ignite and Build and everything was seeing how much that Microsoft has made Office 365 a true dev platform. So if I'm a developer and I wanna build something, um, and I want to build a business application. There's so, so many companies have so much of their data in Office 365 now, It's why go through and reinvent the wheel? Why don't I just go through and use the same the same way if I go to Azure or to any of the cloud providers and I use like a service bus or a database or I use a website host or something, those are just platforms a of service offerings. Now I have something that says, oh look, I have user profiles or I have metadata or I have mm-hmm. workflow or I have this. Those are just enterprise services that I need for my business that I can Take advantage of in my application. So, I mean, it, totally cool to hear someone else use the term. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can <laughs> sort of, but
2: antics with semantics are going to be inevitable, and I don't want to argue about that. I, I guess I just want to say. I still think of Azure and .NET as the, I think of Azure as the .NET, excuse me, as the platform as a service. Depends on what you mean by platform. Okay, Office 365 solution platform uh, as a service, Uh, Azure development platform as a service. And to developers, because remember, I work for a company that has an Azure-based solution that surfaces inside of Office 365. And to us, the fact that the APIs keep improving and improving and we can treat the entire office stack like a data store. Well, a data store, store. a service store is a better way to put it, because it's not just about data, it's about being able to find people, it's about being able to send messages, or check presence information, or at least I hope at some point. Yeah, free busy and all sorts of stuff. All that kind of stuff. It's a services stack and we can get to all of it. Now, we choose to do that in Azure. Don't have to do it that way. i I like to do it that way, but I think it's a. If you are a no-code, low-code developer, yes, Office 365 is your e-pass. Yeah. Uh, if you are a, if you think of yourself as a hardcore developer, a code jockey, uh, and everyone sitting around this microphone has played both roles at one point or another. Yeah. I'm going to spend my time in Visual Studio with Azure, talking back and forth to Office 365, and having an increasingly good, better time doing it.
0: Yep. Like, it's easier. And I think, yeah. that, you know, the, when easy. we announced the APIs back in March of last year, and then October released them with the discovery service, people started to get it, but they saw the complexity of it. With the unified API that we launched to build, you know, like a few weeks ago now, people really get it. Like the fact you can do like the slash me, the slash users, slash groups, yeah. I can go the trending around and kind of dive into the JSON requests there. Yeah. People are uh, really starting to understand the power of being able to get at all that data. and I think. Once we start adding the next wave of things, which we've talked about for the last year almost, around you know the Excel online services, uh, Word automation services being part of that endpoint as well, yeah. be able to manipulate documents just by sending like here's a bit of open XML mm-hmm. and just go add that to that document that's living in
1: OneDrive for Business. I think that side of it's going to really start to open things up. Indeed, in you you have Office 365. I remember sitting. date myself a bit i remember sitting i think 2007 or 2008 sitting in an office developer conference in in redmond when bill gates was doing a keynote or a little q a thing with someone else can't remember the other person was another guy on the stage and bill gates called sharepoint as the operating system for business but now to me office 365 is truly a really good operating system for business i mean that is your business runs on 365. You can have CRM integrated into it. You can have you can have Salesforce if you don't like the Microsoft CRM. Mm-hmm. You can have Salesforce integrated into it. And all these other partners are integrated into it as well. It's not. I mean, when you when you first announced the APIs in at the SharePoint conference in March of 2014, I rolled my eyes. I really did. I was like, really, who's going to use this? I saw them really get released and and Barcelona at a tech at Barcelona in late 2014. Mm-hmm. It's like okay I get this this is pretty This is pretty slick the more you play with them the more it's kind of, It's getting interesting and then seeing how much you've like it's, you guys have just gone like all in yeah. when you look at what what was announced at Build and Ignite and seeing the unified API and it's a, it's a whole company wide I mean, thing it's not just 365. And the work
0: that Richard's you know oh. like with DX and what the guys are doing there it's going and encourage the ISPs and get them excited about integrating to it. Yeah. What I'm going to be really excited about in the next six months is what they do with all that What's so like how they use the services how they use the data and you guys were all in really, really early with yes, us. Yes, we were. And, you know, uh-huh. they were the first app in the store. You leveraged all of the, the, the add-in platform, as we now call it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the ISPs are starting to see the benefit there. They're starting to see the opportunity in the store. I tweeted today, actually, on the app launch, now in production, when you open up the app launcher, the Office 365 store icon is there, right in the app launcher. So we're it's starting... It's about time. Right? <laughs> yes. Because I always did a joke that, you know, the SharePoint store in the site contents page was almost an Easter egg. It was hidden so well. Yes. So having that ability... To like kind of expose the store at that level, and the app mantra is huge. And I think that'll really, really start to help grow the ecosystem there. And what DX are doing, kind of touching the field and getting everyone excited, is going to be
1: huge. Well, I'm seeing the stuff that you're doing, Richard. That's like showing how to do all the different add-ins for Office, and then seeing the companies like what Do's doing and what Uber's doing that they showed in the keynotes and everything. Mm-hmm. That stuff is just—it's one of those things that when you see the apps, you didn't think about it, but when you see them, you're like. Duh. Well and I that mean that makes I, perfect sense. I mean I think a lot of people look at me and they're like,
3: okay, he's he's kind of the I don't know drank the Kool-Aid a long time ago <laughs> for, for some of our services, but I think what's funny is I had the exact same perspective that you did did, Andrew, about a year ago when we first introduced the Office 365 APIs that you don't have
0: oranges, you get lemons.
3: You know, I I was kind of like Okay, great, so we have this higher level place to kind of register things, but where it really, I think kind of rang home for me was the ability to to truly kind of do this kind of like truly like common consent where I can go and authenticate once and start connecting to all these other services and that's where it starts going beyond just Office 365, right? There's all these other great like services that are available to common consent, whether it be Power BI or or CRM online, or great ISVs like do.com or Nintex or or whoever it might be that, you know, again, I can authenticate once and I can start connecting into those. And that's where, to me, it starts really becoming this platform where I can just traverse it and like go across, you know, hey, if there's a great ISV like, like Nintex that has an awesome workflow capability, why not? Leverage that in some application that I'm building, right. they can, like, you know, traverse all these other services. And once there.
0: everyone's plugged into the office graph, I think that's when minds get blown. That's what's um, really interesting. And I think the, the Salesforce demo we are that actually we actually did was
1: really, close, yeah. right?
2: We think everything should be automatable, obviously. Yeah. And the part
0: that I'm. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You, uh, there was, event receivers on steroids. Essentially.
1: Yes. Oh my God! You had to bring. I know I was about something interesting. <laughs> so the thing that there was a, there was a Microsoft ad a couple of Thanksgivings ago mm-hmm. that I thought it says it was the best description of what an API really is, but it was all about the Connect, and it's when yeah. they opened up the Connect SDK, and it was something on the lines of Hey, look at all this stuff that we're doing, and all this stuff that's cool, and we thought about this, and we thought about this, yeah. but and they had a guy that was on the console, and he was just typing as It's what we didn't think about is what's really interesting what people are doing. You give them API and it's not just what's being thought of in Redmond and all the other Mm -hmm. places that Microsoft touches it's where everybody else is thinking like you know what I got an idea here's what I'd like to do and you can throw it out there and everyone's like oh my god this is freaking awesome oh my gosh boomerang
3: boomerang yes that that one blew my (laughs) mind when I saw what they did I'm like that is like I have that challenge every day like
0: I want to be able to like I work with you I work
3: with you outside of my
1: organization
0: I I want to share my calendar I have the preview of it because obviously I demoed it in the keynote and I'm using it already and it's just killer Awesome. So it's, because, been, well, it's
1: been on Gmail for a while, but yeah, it's cool but that you can do it on 365. I can
0: send an email, and my previous workflow would have sent an email, mm-hmm. flag it in Outlook, and then I'd have this huge list of all these emails i follow up now. Mm-hmm. With Boomerang, you just like, you have the email composed, you open up the add-in on the right-hand mm-hmm. side, and you go, remind me of three days if no one's replied to this email. Mm-hmm. Done. Bang. Yeah. And it's just such a clever way of doing it. And, you know, the APIs is just waiting for those things to happen in the background.
2: Now, this is good. I'm going somewhere with the following thing, but this is going to sound a little strange. You know what I think was the coolest thing that happened? But Ign- that's Mike. <laughs> 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 the coolest thing was announcing the, um, pretty much that, it, look, a lot of us have been doing hybrid deployments for some time, but... At Ignite, you guys pretty much said, yes, hybrid is a thing. Hybrid is such a thing that the next version of SharePoint server is actually designed for hybrid style scenarios. And because of that, the big, big payoff to us as developers is that we can leverage the heck out of all these services being provided in the cloud and reach down and offer those not just Office Three Hundred and Sixty Five, the SharePoint on-premises. Right. Uh, if I'm building, you know, some private project of my own, or if I'm an ISV building something I want to put in the store, or if I'm a consultant building something. I can use one development model for everything, and I can even host it in the cloud, and I still get to use it on premises. So yeah. I don't have to rethink about the key the, is definitely the hybrid aspect of Azure. Yes, right. It, because look, as as much as everyone going to the cloud is a is a nice dream, there are people that simply aren't going to do it or can't do it one hundred percent. Yeah. This provides a way to do two-way communications between the cloud and on-premises. This provides a common development model. This provides a common set of services. Quote Mark the Stewart. It's a really good thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, at,
0: and Kirk Evans did a really good job, and we've talked about it in the show before, where he wrote about the web proxy in Azure. Yeah. and How that, how easy it is to kind of get your stuff on-prem. Like, but
2: the difference is, stuff. it's no longer a hack that everyone's doing. Right. It's this a is, real official. This support, is,
1: this is
0: engineering. Put their hands up, going. That's this just is the way we're going that's, a is a that's
1: a stupid technology. That's a stupid technology too. Crazy. You see that I mean stupid in a good way like oh, you see that and you're like ridiculous. oh
0: stupid with two os? Yeah, it's
1: like yeah, you see like that and the you're kids like kids used to say 20 years ago. It's like it's bleeping magic. I mean yes. you see it and you're like yes. What?
0: I, I, so I was yeah. talking to a guy that uh, there's a few bunch of guys here that are doing ALM this week. And uh, I was a consultant for TFS for a while at Redify in Australia. We used to do like two-week engagements deploying that bloody thing, Mm because it was SharePoint, it was SQL, it was all this IIS stuff, blah, blah, blah. And now it's kind of you were saying it's two seconds to sign up online, you've got the whole thing bundled together. Right. Mm. This proxy is another example of you imagine trying to do that three years ago. No. Oh, you know, no. it would have been a three-week consultancy gig with project management and no. planning time up front and so I think that it's nice that we're all kind point of converging clickety. on what's going on, right? So
1: it's right. all point clickery, it's making it easy.
0: Yeah. Right. The only
1: thing and my kind of psh. IT pro world. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, Look, the hard part is for some people to wrap their heads around remote development because it is a different thing. But the thing is, you were talking about going way back and how things come around again. I love you know what we have been calling the app model, the remote development aspect to it because Long, long time ago I remember web parts being a brand new thing and I remember Microsoft's IT department deploying SharePoint servers serving up team sites for the entire planet from one farm it actually worked pretty well but I approached they, they wouldn't allow custom web parts there and we were trying to advocate more SharePoint development more web part development and so on so I went and I talked to Microsoft IT, you know, uh, was in charge of maintaining SharePoint at that point. Was that Joel? That was Joel Olison, yes. And so I got in a uh, discussion with Joel. It was pleasant, but not, not especially productive at that point because he was smiling and saying no until his tongue bled about uh, no, no custom code on our SharePoint servers. that could destabilize the whole thing. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, we've gotten better for sure. No, 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 but you can have your cake and eat it too. You can build the wackiest app you have possibly can. It will surface nicely inside of SharePoint and do no harm in the process. That's a
3: good thing. Well, what's good is, like, we we provide such granular permissions. Like that. Yes. What's funny is, is I have apps in our in our public marketplace. And I've sent them to MSIT and I've said, hey, you should put my app, Like, we should make that available. And in some cases it's gotten the green flag really quickly. In some mm-hmm. cases they've said, well, because of the permissions you're, you're asking for here, mm-hmm. we're not going to let it. Right. And oh. I think that's like that's the key. like before mm-hmm. to let something like, like to give keys to the kingdom. Yeah. Right. It was keys to everything and it
0: was
1: now to have a meeting. that's right. Now you're just looking well, at that's, that's your contract? No he didn't oh. know what he was doing either. Or oh, yes now the
0: apps declare exactly what permissions they have, right? Correct. That's the big
2: difference. There's a contract a between developers and IT and the infrastructure itself. And uh,
0: before that, the developers said, no, all we do is we just write to this list, uh-huh, and then you do a code review and you're like, he's creating site collections. What's wrong? Run, run as elevated yeah. permissions. Or yeah.
3: what's, what's as run- Kirk says, running with scissors.
1: <laughs> Wait, he took that from me. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he took that from one of my classes. Kirk. He was in my class and all I said right, that one call time. Call it, call it I, out. Out. I was about to say run with scissors. That's the run with scissors method. Oh, no. <laughs> We, just
0: Kirk up for sure. we love you, Kirk. Stay in the SharePoint world.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: After swearing blind he wouldn't come back, and an eight post later he's been writing about
2: for, <laughs> SharePoint. Yes, but he's talking about SharePoint, getting to SharePoint uh-huh. using Azure. Azure right, that's right, He, he is it's rendering all- unto Caesar. <laughs> it's, all, it's perfectly fine. So, Andrew, you've been doing a lot. I
3: noticed that you were at Build. We announced at build Visual Studio Code, which was being able to actually like do native Microsoft development on a Mac. And the amazing thing i don't know if anyone realizes this if you've watched any of any of uh, andrew's build sessions but andrew like overnight like refactors entire presentation so that he could actually deliver it with visual studio code so tell tell us a little bit about that so it actually jump in, it was
0: because i was sitting next to him when it was announced yeah it wasn't even it wasn't even and overnight it like a little schoolgirl. I was like, "Oh my God, this is true!" And then immediately started downloading it in front of me.
1: So it's so it was. It didn't it didn't play just like that. We actually played a little bit better than that. Um, I was in a session with squeal, uh, (laughs) quietly, quietly. Okay. Office three sixty five to me is the most open of everything across Microsoft. Azure is as well, but Office three sixty five is the one that's got the SDKs for. Um, native.net but then also native iOS native native Android doing stuff with uh, Cordova doing stuff with Xamarin um, but yeah I mean it's like seeing seeing Visual Studio code and seeing a true like code editor that works cross platform in all the different places between Visual Studio i sorry between Windows OS X and Linux and still and having a full code View of everything, doing just standard web dev. If you're doing like JavaScript development, HTML, CSS development, um, or even if you're doing um, .NET cross-platform development, if you're if you're doing .NET Core on OS X or on Linux or anything, it's I, I've really enjoyed the, the experience, and I've been actually been the more I've actually played with it, the more surprised I've been at how well it works, and it and I'm I don't mean this to, in, in to make it sound negative at all, but I'm surprised how well it works compared to Visual Studio. I love the fact that all the that the build engine with the, the, the open build engines like between Gulp and Grunt or specifically around Gulp is integrated right inside and I can just sit there and hit one little command key and type in my build command and just say go. Oh my God, it's oh yeah. awesome. I'd say the dev
2: strategy is mirroring the product strategy. Yeah, in other words, it's not making it it's not about you're either on the bus or off the bus it's instead of a bus it's now components that live everywhere there's something yeah. from microsoft for everyone no matter where they work you, you spend your life on a mac guess what there's actually a really good array of things for you to either use as a user or build as a developer.
1: And there, is, I mean, I, firsthand, I mean, actually, I'm, that I'm is you. Yeah, yes. I live. I, I was Windows my entire life. Mm-hmm. I switched over to OS X honestly on on uh, under duress in late in December of 2013. Someone uh, had a gun near? your head. Felt like it. Okay. <laughs> I was on a project that I had to deliver a video course, and the my I had a Win, I had a Lenovo. W520 and the Northbridge and uh, Southbridge right. fried right before Christmas. Uh, I mean, literally it, it fried. And the week
0: before I'd bought
1: the MacBook Pro yep. and you were like, how was it? I was like, so, the best machine I've ever bought and you
0: basically pulled the trigger.
1: Well, so I thought, I, I looked at it and I was doing my course in uh, Adobe Creative Cloud mm-hmm. and it's and that's the same thing for Windows and OS X. Right. You have a subscription, you can put it anywhere. And I was like, you know what? It was two weeks before Christmas. Uh, long story short, where I live, I wasn't gonna be able to get a, a SharePoint on-prem machine. Uh, for about four or five weeks and I had to deliver before mm-hmm. Christmas. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the Apple store. I'm gonna go buy a Mac of uh, just a completely maxed out fifteen inch MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my stuff on, I'm gonna work with it and I'm gonna go take it back fourteen Everything days later and get my money. back. back. Right? Yeah because it was a fourteen day return policy. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get my job done and then I'm gonna go I'm gonna take it back. I fell in love with the damn machine. I love it. And so I I, I only open up windows now when I need uh, Visual Studio, which is pretty rare. I can yeah. do anything I want without Visual Studio and it's nothing I have nothing against Visual Studio or I have nothing against Windows. It's just that to me the OS doesn't matter. My notebook could die tomorrow and I'd
2: still be just fine. I yeah, love, I would. Uh, it's White's
0: f- anecdote from the foundational Ignite. And if you haven't seen it, it's great because I totally prank CJ in it. Yeah. Because CJ was boring my demo machine and I was emailing him and he didn't turn notifications off, so all the posts kept coming up in his keynote. Anyway, Julie had a great uh, anecdote, which was she went to a school and was showing kids about OneDrive and, you know, you don't have to save things on a desktop anymore. You can you know save them into the browser and you know, hmm? and the kids were like, why would you ever save something on a computer? <laughs> right?
1: It's working! And it's it's like, working!
0: The kids are alright. Yeah. Yes. We're all doomed. Basically. No, we're not. That's well those guys got through, we're in total trouble. Oh, that's great. But, it's great. It's I mean it
1: just shows you like they get
0: it's it. It's a mind shift. Yeah.
1: It's a mind shift. And it's take- I mean we're the ones that are the hard ones to train, right? right. It's every year. Every year so, something's so, different. I mean, I have more of my stuff today stuff between OneDrive, Dropbox and Google Drive.
3: Yeah. I've kept this OneNote for for a few years now that's like, like what software you installed. No, it's my reimage OneNote. Yeah, right. Because I just like, did that. That's so, a brilliant idea. So w- well, you know at, at Microsoft we all we we call it dog fooding, but whenever a new operating system or a new maybe a version of Office comes out, like we dog food it and it's the concept that that term comes from if if you're gonna feed it to your dog, will you would you eat it too? And and so we're constantly trying the new versions of things like Windows 10 or the new version of, of Office. And especially from an OS standpoint, if I'm going to be reimaging frequently you know, I, there's all these things that I have to go through, but that list over time has become smaller and smaller because I can just rely, rely on the cloud for a lot of that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a few, com- like, hey, let me just throw Visual Studio on there. Let me throw... You know, off, you know, office yeah. or a few well, more of the things.
0: I'm wait five hours. <laughs> it's not that. Well, bad. Visual Studio
1: Code only really takes a few uh, minutes. That's that's right. Wow. 64 megs. Yeah, there are, You're a man, I I am. there are plenty of reasons to use. I am.
2: Plenty of reasons to use Visual Studio work Code, out. even if you work on Windows.
0: Yeah. So, I guess a good show. We're wrapping up because um, the range is about to start. <laughs> I can see the the, yeah. the TV. The under important the bar. things
2: like hockey. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm sorry, Mike. I'm no. you're a big Canadian guy. It's all right. They're out. I yeah. look, I am mean, one day they'll win a Stanley
2: Cup, okay? One day we'll, we've will we won more of them than anyone <laughs> and we'll be back. You're we, just having a race. we got so close for the last 2 years.
0: Oh, Next year, damn it. Those last games were really good too.
2: Yes, they were. Um, but
0: but now
2: uh, Look, I, I have a hierarchy of who I root for, and uh, at this point, it's I'm hoping for a Chicago versus New York matchup. So no matter who wins, it's someone final. in the original six NHL teams. It would be an
0: awesome final, and there's lots of people that listen to this show that are huge Chicago fans too. So. Yeah.
2: Look, <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's, it's not All Montreal. Fans. I'm yep, happy as long do. as it's yeah. not Anaheim and not Tampa.
3: Bay you guys in your hockey talk, <laughs> I I totally. I'm, you called it. What did you call it earlier? It's it's. Ice polo. Like, <laughs> I, a Texas boy. We don't. I, I don't know what you guys are talking We're about. I'm from Florida. I, we no, don't know what ice none is. None of our. our none of our listeners care anything about hockey. What they care about, I'll tell you. So we've had some great okay. listeners the last few weeks oh, that have like that like that have gotten some awesome swag. So I'll I'll tell you what. Like first person that like <laughs> sends out a good like retweet. When Jeremy like posts this podcast, we'll send him something good. We'll send him like a... Uh, you still got some pies left, right? And, uh, I'm, I'm out of pies, got personally. Got pies. And um, hashtag swag. Yeah, yeah,
0: actually we do need the hashtag for Yeah, it. hashtag yeah. swag. Yeah, and uh, please, if you are tweeting about our stuff or you're, you know if you're blogging, and make sure you're using the hashtag Office365Dev. We're trying to get that as the standard because it really helps people to understand what they're following in the Tweet Deck or whatever they're using. Actually, quick thing: what are you using for following hashtags?
1: For following hashtags, yeah. I use uh, Tweet Bot on on my phone. Yeah. And on, uh, I think I use Tweet Deck actually.
0: Okay. What are you doing, Mike? Actually,
1: I'm the same. I'm the
3: same, Rich. Um, I'm like not as savvy as these guys. I just use.
2: Twitter.
1: Yeah, and I must admit,
2: I'm just One to, less install, though. Is, is smart. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I try and keep
0: so people on, down to On my of. phone, I use just the normal Twitter. Yeah, company. but on but, your desktop, you've yeah. got yeah, different Correct. search terms. Yep. But um, yeah, so first people to retweet, they'll get some swag. And um, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you again, Mike, for joining My pleasure. I'm, it's an honor to have you on it, really. Oh, pleased. It's an honor to be here. Well, no, it's just great to have someone that's been around the space for so long. And, um, that's it's been, an honor to see that the torch is still being carried <laughs> yeah. and carried it's well. Been running running yes. well. Yes. And again, thanks very much AC. I know we have just on the show a few times. I'm looking forward to you so you are done it with CJ, is that coming out this week or? This
1: goes out Thursday. Man, yeah. you got a quick turnaround. Man,
0: we I don't muck around dude.
1: Well no, we don't either. Your boss <laughs> just has a crazy darn schedule though. We keep moving things around, but uh yeah, no, we're gonna do the, the whole like uh, EPAS thing. We're gonna talk about that uh, as a whole show. Okay. MicrosoftCloudShow.com. Yep. yeah. So if if, should we if you if you if oh you if you
3: hashtag swag and EPAS, you'll get like something extra
2: special. Oh. In fact, if you audio bomb someone else's podcast with
0: the word EPAS, just. Ooh. Oh. Oh, yeah. there we go. Ooh. And also we've introduced DevB on my blog, jeremythate. Oh DevB. Oh my
1: god, that app. <laughs> and so This is the king of king of the app. Right so uh, <laughs> we're
0: going to do a video shortly of everyone doing the DevBee. So um I oh, put out on uh, jeremythate.com for the preview They're just
3: so big. I don't I don't get it. What's wrong with them? They're like what
0: is if you don't understand it, go check out. Oh my god! Uh, there's, there's an internal, th- well, there's a bunch of a Facebook thread on Messenger and it's getting obnoxious. It's the epic thread. I started it and what? I will not take credit for it because it was Ed Sheeran who's a very good artist and he, he used this app um, called Helium, what's it called? Crazy Helium. Crazy, Crazy Helium. Helium. And he uses it backstage at his concerts with his, his singers and his backing dancers and stuff. And I kind of decided to do one as a preview for the podcast last week. And then everyone on Sunday basically has started sending these videos on this messenger thread. So um, have you got the one, Andrew, have you got the one queued up for the CJ with the, um, oh, actually, maybe not because it's got a few uh, swear words in it.
1: No, I, I've...
0: <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing movie quotes in videos right now. There, that one's a little bit too there, There's
1: a Facebook group thread that there was, so I know between Jeremy and Richard and I in like a... Uh, Couple of people, Sonia Koftev and uh, Chax, and a few of us did, the Build and Ignite conferences back to back, and so there was a crew of about like like five to eight of us or something that always were like always hanging out together between the two conferences, and we have had this like Facebook group going on that it still is going on, and there's like one or two people that are still on the thread that are gonna be <laughs> looking at nice. like what the hell is going on with these people? <laughs> we are living hilarious, basically. <laughs> it's great. We'll
0: try and get the, the safe to broadcast ones available on my blog, maybe not on blogs.office.com, <laughs> no, you... but there are some funny ones for sure.
3: I got yeah. an add-in idea in mind, so Oh
0: really? That's right. Well with that, uh, we'll see you next week which will be back in Seattle I guess. Where are you gonna be Rich?
3: I will be in San Francisco but same time zone, we'll yeah. make it happen. We'll
0: be good. Excellent. Alright, thanks very much guys and enjoy the rest of the week here at Dev Thank you. you too. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com dev where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 Technical Network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.